I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Frau Pau. We're your hosts, Auden Rags. Today we're going to be interviewing Darth Skater, who has been skating with NJRD on the juniors team. She is the coolest 12-year-old we know and enjoys skating with her friends. Outside of Derby, she enjoys science and bike riding. She loves reading and listening to musicals. When she is older, she hopes to go into forensic pathology. Um, she wrote the intro because it's a very 12-year-old intro, and uh, you're going to just hear some really great, valuable insights from a 12-year-old. Um, and... To accompany her interview, um, we are also interviewing her mom, B Sharp, who is one of our teammates and is Darth's biggest supporter. Um, and she ended up joining the sport because of her daughter. Um, and we're really excited to share her insights as a mom of a roller derby kid and also as a roller derby player um, with you guys. And we hope you enjoy. Um, so Darth, how did you end up finding out about roller derby? So, um, my mom had always wanted to like go watch it. And so we went to watch, uh, about, um, and like, I was really interested in it. So we, I, we asked them like afterwards, like, can kids do this? And they said that NJRD had a junior team, so we were able to, uh, and then we reached out to Barbie, and then I was able to join. Yay! What do you like most about playing roller derby? I like that it's like a unique sport, and that it's not really the most popular sport, but it's still like um, really like fun and interesting. And I also like that everyone on the team is like really nice and stuff, and we're able to like be friends. 
Yeah, I feel like that's kind of important. I know I've been on a lot of sports teams when I was your age, and like, I didn't always get along with all the other kids, but I feel like in roller derby, you, you're just automatically so much closer to all of them. Yeah. It's also nice to like be able to like rely on people because on the track, because like if you're in like a, if you're like stuck as a Jerry, you know, they'll like, they'll be there for you. I can say, I can say that I never played team sports when I was little because I didn't like anybody. So <laughs> I did ballet, which does not require a lot of teamwork. Yeah. So how do you, um, what do you think about your mom playing roller derby? Um, I think it's pretty cool. At first I was like, come on, I, I like roller derby. But then I was like, you know, if she likes it, then she should play it too. And I think it's really cool that I'm able to like play, like not a lot of people's moms like play sports and are like athletic. So I think it's pretty cool that she can like do all this stuff. Um, so Darth, what have you learned about yourself from playing roller derby? Um, well, I definitely learned to be like more confident and Cause I've kind of learned that like, you know, even if like, cause a lot of the junior teams that we play, they're a lot older than us, a lot bigger than us. And even if that like, it's like challenging, you can still have fun. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think that mm, you've changed since you started playing roller derby? Yeah. I think I've changed because like now I feel like it's, it's like, it's a big part of my life. And also it's really nice to have like something I can do that like, I enjoy a lot. Like I didn't really have any hobbies before roller derby. Um, so I think it's made me like a happier person because I have something to do with like my free time. Yeah, I know that feeling. Um, what do your friends think about roller derby? Like what do your friends think about you playing roller derby? Um, I think they think it's pretty cool. Like I have like a lot of my friends who don't play roller derby, they're like, I, I can never do that. And they're like, you're, you're so like tough and stuff. Um, and I have a joke, like, if someone, like, they'll joke around, like, you know, my friend plays a roller derby, so. <laughs> cool. And have you taught them all the rules? Um, not really. Sometimes. Because, like, if they watch about, uh, and they're usually, like, pretty confused, so I'll explain, like, most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what do you say to your friends who want to play derby but are afraid to? Um, I usually say you should just do it because like, it's not that scary, especially like at first and they really teach you how to be like safe and stuff. So it's not like you can't really get that badly injured if you're like following what they're teaching you. And I also tell them that like, you know, they could just try it. If they don't like it, then they don't have to keep doing it. But if they try it and they like it, they should continue skating, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, level two where you guys don't really um, hit each other very hard. Um, now you're level three. So you're basically playing adult derby. So how was that yeah. transition? Like, was it really scary or was it more fun once you got to start hitting people? Well, I think I like level three better because and it's more fun because like I um, I don't know. I just get to like skate as fast as I want I don't have to stop and it is more like adult derby which is like more fast paced and more fun um but I also like like level two as well because I like the option that like it like especially for my friends they're like if they see a level three bout and then they want to play derby but they're like I'm scared of that and it's nice to say like oh well there's level two so you can 
it's a it's an easier like platform to play derby. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're particularly proud of in your roller derby career? Um, uh, I think, I guess I, my proudest was I think I got like a 17 point jam. So I think that was my proudest moment. And it was against a team like we were losing, and the other team was like really experienced and really like good. So I was really proud of myself for like getting that many points in a jam. Girl, you should be. That is amazing. Jammer to jammer talk. Jammer to jammer talk. Girl, that was amazing. (laughs) So then my follow-up question to, was there anything that you were particularly scared of in playing roller derby? I was scared of just like, like I didn't want to let my team down. Like if I was jamming, at first I was really scared to be like jamming because I didn't want to, I was scared like, what if I don't score enough points? Or what if like, I don't know. But then now I kind of got over that because I understand like, okay, they're not going to be mad at me. Like if I don't score any points or something. Yeah. And how do you, how have you come to trust that your teammates won't be mad at you? So you said that you were scared of disappointing them. Um, how, yeah. how do you know now that they'll, that you can trust them? Well, cause like at first I didn't really know them that well. So I didn't really know like who they were and I didn't know if they like, you know, I, I just didn't know them. So, but now that I gotten to know them, I know that they're all like really nice people and I've had jams where maybe I didn't get as many points and still I came back to the bench and everyone was like, great job. Like you did well. And like, we all do that for each other. Like we congratulate each other and there's never like, Oh, like there's, there's never like a lot of, you know, like jealousy or anything. It's always like a lot of positivity and just like encouraging each other. Mm -hmm. So, um, you were saying before how you learned to be more confident. Um, and that one of your biggest fears on the track was, uh, you were afraid of letting people down outside of roller derby. Do you feel like you're, you're much more confident in that yourself and you don't worry so much about letting people down outside of roller derby now? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I've always like, you know, dress however I want, you know, I don't like care about what other people think, but I guess in roller derby taught me that like, even if people are disappointed in you, you just have to like keep going for yourself. And even like if, if in school or something, if I'm not able to like understand or like my group needs me to do something, but I'm not able to do it. I don't know how to like be okay with that. Yeah, for sure. By the way, I know that Chrissy and I agree. You're our fashion idol. We wish that we had the confidence to walk around in, you know, a tie and your shaved head and everything. Like, we just love your confidence and how you own yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that's that's all the questions that we have for you. Thank you. I'll give us one of my love. Okay. okay. Bye. How you doing? Good. Thanks for interviewing her. Yeah. Yeah. She's you know, one of the greatest humans. I agree. You must be so proud to have such a wonderful daughter. Yeah. I'm very proud. I'm very, very proud of her. You made her. (laughs) I made her. She made herself a lot too, though. I mean, I just watch her. She's, she very much knows who she is. And I feel like growing up for me, I I don't know that I was always so confident in who I was. That took Um, me like two and a half decades to figure it out. So yeah, I think I'm I'm still figuring it out. So then, you know, as I figure out little things, I try to just tell her, like, you know, I just realized this about myself. So it's great that you already knew that about yourself. Yeah, she seems very in tuned with who she is and like her inner self. 
Like her self-actualization yeah. process happens so much sooner than I think most adults in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably, I, I guess it's like maybe even four years ago now, she started wearing ties. Honestly, I had no idea where that came from or what her interest in that was. It was pretty awesome. I mean, she didn't have Avril Lavigne growing up, so I also don't know where she got that from. No, it definitely wasn't in the popular media or anything. And it was always great because she always picked out ties that didn't necessarily even match her outfit. It really wasn't about like matching. It was just like a really cool accessory. And a lot of men don't wear ties. So people just started dropping off ties on our doorstep. Like literally bags of ties just came to us and she she wears them still. Yeah. And she I'm just amazed that she's kept up her like strong like self-identity even in mm-hmm. into middle school which is where I definitely had the most and I feel like a lot of people have the most sort of emotional angst about who they are yeah um and I just it makes me admire her a lot yeah middle school is tough I mean I hated it and yeah. even watching her go through it at times is painful because it is really just a super angsty time for everybody involved um but I think she's also done a really good job of navigating and finding friends who accept her. And definitely like roller derby has helped. Uh, I think, you know, there are friends who have come out of the, you know, off the wall to become part of roller derby from hearing about it through her. And then those automatically become the people who I think are just a little bit more accepting, a little bit more like willing to accept that, you know, girls don't have to fit into normal social you know, modes and, and can be different and be strong and be athletic. And, um, and then she's also, fortunately for me, I think made a lot of friends with really geeky boys, which is, I think a really smart move to make in seventh grade. (laughs) (laughs) Long-term planning. (laughs) Yeah. They're definitely a little less into the drama, I think, and a little just more into joking around and having fun. So that's been a smart move on her part that again, I wish I had done when I was in seventh grade. (laughs) So what um, made you decide to play roller derby? Cause you know, Um, wanted to do it first and then you joined. Yeah. Right. So at the time we went to see about, like she had told you and um, she begged and begged and begged me for a month to join the team. And that was only because they were in the off season. So I had to, you know, find out when I was starting and it just wasn't time, but I could see she was really going to be into it, which she hadn't really been that into anything before that. Um, so we got to sign her up. And then at the time, the adults and the juniors were playing at the rink at their practicing at the rink at the same time. So um, I watched for a while and then um, actually crunch who is another person that you guys have interviewed on your podcast um, mm-hmm. was there. and. Um, she talked to me about it and she was like, you know, you could do this and um, I'll do respect to crunch. I mean, she, I mean, she told you guys she was older when she started, which was out of, I think out of the box for starting a sport. And I just never was very athletic. So for me, I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but having someone else who was kind of out of the box coming into this sport and being open-minded about it really helped. And since, again, since they're practicing at the same time, I was like, why don't I just put on skates? Mm-hmm. and try it out and yeah. uh as you both know once you put on skates well for certain people once you put on skates you don't take them off uh so that was it yeah um what's it like <clears throat> playing the same sport as your daughter uh pretty amazing I mean it, yeah I I think it's 
it's probably rare, right? I mean, I think in, in general, all adults kind of fall out of sport play when they become adults. Um, and I really think, I mean, roller derby is unique as being a woman driven sport, but then it's also unique in this, like, you know, adults who are coming into it new as adults and also starting out this juniors, which is a lot newer, the juniors, but it's definitely the next generation of the sport. It may not always be this way because, um, as the juniors get into the sport, they're going to come in and already be advanced. I mean, we can, we can watch them now and they're doing amazing things that us coming into the sport as, I mean, I started when I was 33, um, would never be able to just pick up. So it might be even like a rare moment in time where there is some sort of like leveling out of juniors and adults where we're kind of all like exploring the sport at the same time and trying to figure it out. So like, for instance, when we watched, you know, just recently there was the roller derby championships. We had a couple friends over and Naomi and I watched together and we're both able to watch the sport and get into it and talk about it together and talk about the players and, and really enjoy it. And it's definitely, definitely a huge bonding um, point for us. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, when I was younger or even now today, I, I just, whenever I think of parents of children in sports, I think of like the football dads and the soccer moms who are like living vicariously through their children that are playing the sport. Whereas, you know, sure, they, yeah. they can dropping they, them off at practice and watching and yeah, right, definitely. And then, you know, but like, and they get excited about their children's success and, you know, they get upset about their ch- their children's failures and, you know, like they, they go through the whole emotional living vicariously through their child, whether it's a, it's a failure or a success or something along those lines. But I feel like if you're playing, actually playing the same sport as your child, you can empathize on a new level because like, you know, that Darth's 17 point jam was amazing because you, you've, right. you've had to experience these jams. And when you see her success, I feel like you can relate to it so much easier. I don't know if that's actually yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky if I even get through the pack one time. <laughs> yeah, watching well, her make any points is amazing. But like you sure. can... Yeah, and, and it is. Yeah, and it's definitely... I mean, also, I mean, you think about, you know, when you talk about football dads or whatever, I mean, going out and tossing the ball even is a major bonding point. At, for me, as like a girl growing up, that I don't... There wasn't much of that going on. You know, now Naomi and I will go skating outdoors together, you know, or just randomly she'll come up and just like push me basically, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, which is like, I mean, that's like very like biologic, right? If you think of like um, mom, mom monkeys and baby monkeys probably do some wrestling together. Like there's like definitely like bonding that comes in in like actually doing physical play with your kids. Right. Um, So I definitely think that that's a pretty, pretty magical thing to have now for us. Especially because I feel like moms do the physical play when the when the child is much younger, and now when they're getting older and they're preteen, they want to developmentally be like separate from their parents. Right. Yeah. Oh, and that's definitely happening. <laughs> well, I mean, like but, it's going to uh, definitely be yeah. happening, but like you two have a bonding experience that you two can both, you know, participate in. For sure. I mean, you know, and it's like you know now, um, you know, I get to for instance, I took her out to a Gotham practice, which was just because they have a bigger team, they were able to have a, a more challenging team for her to practice with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the kind of thing where, you know, I drove her out to Brooklyn for that. It was, there was traffic. It took us two hours each way. It was like, you know, a long thing, but you know, that's, I guess the magic of parenting is like actually driving her out there, watching her. And she was 
that day, I don't think in like the greatest mood, but in the middle of the practice, just turned and looked at me and gave me a huge smile and just watching her like really enjoy that. And it was, it was cause it was challenging and she was up against really tough players and it made it worth, you know, the drive and everything to take her to that and watch her develop and just really enjoy it. So uh, switching gears a little bit from Darth to you, uh, what do you love most about roller derby? Um, so I just, uh, so when I first put on skates, uh, that first day, uh, there's something that probably listeners may or may not know, like when you, when you plow stop, right. And you get that clack, yeah. you get that with your skates. Um, for some reason, for whatever reason, I was able to do that the first day. And I mean, I had done, I had been a physical person. I ran a marathon before, but a lot of it was like solo, not, not team sport related. Um, and I just in general, didn't have a lot of body confidence or, or think that my body was useful for much of anything. You know, I just thought I was doing the best I could with what I had. Um, but there was something about that first day that just gave me like something that I could do with my body. Um, that was new and totally different and challenging. Um, and then our team was just like super supportive in a really great environment. And, um, you know, it's like a little microcosm of, you know, a community really, um, that I wasn't awakened to roller derby also is just, I feel like constantly, it takes a long time to learn the sport and i tend to be someone who bore gets bored quickly. Yeah. yeah I don't um, like doing so- things I'm not good at immediately. Right. Not good at, or also like things that, okay, I get it. Like after, you know, a few tries, like I get the point, um, you know, I'm two, two and a half years in and I'm still feel like I'm learning something new all the time. Yeah. Um, so that keeps me, keeps me going with it. Was there anything in particular that you were scared about in playing roller derby? Oh, just, yeah. I think it took me a month to fall. And that's not like, that's not saying that, I'm a super, you know, graceful, great skater. I think I just was like very overly cautious. Um, so definitely the physical aspects of it, you know, when people come down and they're starting and they fall on the first day, I always congratulate them because I just feel like they're so much braver than I was at first. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obvi- ob- obviously, like that's actually the beauty of the sport is that you learn to fall and it's no big deal. You get back up. Um, but that didn't come naturally to me at all. I was very cautious and risk averse. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I fell a lot when I first started learning how to play roller derby, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't embracing like falling. I was like getting really frustrated. And I realized the other day that at some point I just started laughing whenever I fell Mm -hmm. because it's just like completely ridiculous that I'm involved in this thing that I'm not like extremely good at and I'm still like doing it and you know at some point you have to embrace like being able to fall and like enjoying the fact that you're able to do it and do it safely I think right yeah I'm like okay like it's something I'm like trying to enjoy yeah definitely so uh is there anything else that you want to say I think we're gonna start wrapping up um no I think that's it thank you thank you so much for interviewing me and interviewing Darth Skater yeah. Um, like I said, I'm I'm very proud of her, so I'm really glad you guys saw that in her too. Uh yes. We I mean I tell Darth this all the time, but she is exactly who I wanted to be when I was her age. So I feel honored to 
interview her. I think she thinks you guys are really cool too. <laughs> Yay! I always wanted to be cool in Darth's eyes. That's like a goal of She's, mine. And I'm looking at her now, and she just nodded at me. Aww. So, agreement. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our interviews with B Sharp and Darth Skater. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can email us at browpowpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at browpowpodcast. Thanks so much. And don't, don't be a dick. dick.